0: This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel 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 it. A sharp increase of uh, COVID-19 infections in the province has seen Health Minister Doctors William Keezer say that Gauteng could possibly, could possibly become the epicenter of the pandemic again. Joining us back on the show to unpack this conversation. We are joined by the NEC spokesperson for the Gauteng Department of Health, Kwara Kekana, who is going to help us make sense of the reports surfacing from the Health Ministry. Kwara, we are seeing a sharp increase in the number of COVID-19 infections, and Health Minister Dr. Kieser has said that Gauteng will soon become the epicenter. What is the Department of Health in Gauteng expecting in the next few days?
1: So the Department of Health in Gauteng, and we've been saying that there's the current surge that we are experiencing in the province with regards to the increasing or the sharp increase in the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases in the province and by extension, making it the province that the highest number of active cases in the provinces, I mean in the country, is expected. One of the things that makes this to be the, the reason why is that Gauteng, uh, you know, has the highest population uh, in in the country. So it's the, the most densely populated province in the country. But second to that is that when the level three lockdown, uh, when we eased to level three lockdown, this translated to um, an increased movement and mobility of people within the province. Um, You'd remember also that Gauteng is also home to Johannesburg, which is also one of the metros that attracts a lot of people for economic opportunities and job opportunities as well. So with the easing of the levels to level three and advanced level three lockdown, we saw an increase in movement um, of people and mobility of people. And remember that the virus doesn't move. It's people that move, and therefore this also um, uh, exposes people to a higher risk of contracting the virus. In the wake
0: of the way in which our government has, has conducted uh, the nationwide lockdown and the announcement that um, the hotspots will be identified and the alert levels of lockdown may differ depending on how, how strong the rate of infection in that province is, how realistic is it for us as Gauteng to go back to level five lockdown?
1: With regards to, you know, the changes in uh, the various levels of lockdown, that is the competency of the national government. But one thing that the Premier, David Makura, and also the Minister of Health and Housing Dr. Bandile Masugu, have reiterated is that it becomes uh, a bit impossible or very, very difficult for Gauteng to, for example, impose a level five lockdown in, say, Sidi Bing, and then see Johannesburg at level four or Tuan at level three because of just how interconnected our regions are. So essentially, uh, you'd have somebody that works in Johannesburg but lives in Citibank. So it becomes a bit difficult in terms of trying to to impose one level uh, lockdown on one region and impose a different one in another region or district in Gaudeng because just how connected in particular the economy of this province functions and how people are, are organized in terms of socially and but also in terms of um, the type of arrangements that they have with regards to, you know, their daily lives.
0: Now, there were a number of quarantine sites that were built to prepare for what we were told was going to be the peak of the virus here in the country. Reports are now servicing that uh, these quarantine sites are filling up and more and more people have to quarantine at home. I'm also thinking about reports that have surfaced in the... Out of the eastern cape for example where um the report is that quarantine spaces and hospital bed space is running low it's completely almost non-existent at this point and more and more people are without access to hospital beds and thus have to quarantine at home as far as our health system here in gauteng how much pressure is our health system under
1: so, currently in Gauteng, we have just uh, over 2,300 people that are currently hospitalized in our, our health facilities, both in private and public hospitals, as a result of COVID-19. Um, and with regards to our quarantine sites, we are seeing an increasing number of people that are utilized in our quarantine facilities. We have five quarantine facilities in Gauteng, and the most popular one being the Nazarene um, Expo Center. This uh, facility was activated on the 15th of June to start taking uh, people under investigation. So these are people that are, need quarantine facilities and are awaiting results. Secondly, it also is taking what is called isolation cases. We, these are people that are confirmed COVID positive and cannot isolate at home, either because the living arrangements don't allow them to. They have um, uh, you know, a notable number of people that are living in the house and they're not able to isolate at home. But of course, um, uh, some of the pressures indeed are there with regards to the pressures on the on the health system itself, because we're seeing increasing numbers of people as well that are coming into the facilities with some of the symptoms from COVID-19 that need to be managed as well. So definitely, in addition to the, some of the things that we're seeing, and it's a conversation that has been going since the uplifting of the alcohol ban as well, some of the pressures that are coming from people that abuse alcohol. Into our facilities, and I think one of the most important things is that the the those that, uh, for example, you know, engage in the consumption of alcohol, and then end up in motor vehicle accidents, assaults, stabbings, and gunshot wounds. And these are largely cases that are that take place um, as a result of people being under the influence of alcohol. This also has a particular pressure on the health system, both at a, both at a personnel personnel level, but also in terms of the bed utilization. You can remember or just imagine somebody that's involved in a motor vehicle accident needing an ICU bed, that ICU bed could have gone to somebody that's a COVID, um, COVID case. So those are some of the pressures that we're experiencing in our hospitals. But as things stand, what is comforting at the same time is that we have um, a relatively low number of people out of the total confirmed number of people that are positive positive in holding that need hospitalization. Like I said, we have just over 2,300 people that are currently hospitalized in both public and private facilities. What we've also done as the provincial government is that we've engaged and entered into MOUs with the private hospital groups that should the time come with regards to utilization of their base in the private sector that will be activated to accommodate for a more rapid and aggressive response in dealing with COVID-19 in the province.
0: Now considering the pressure that the health system here in Gauteng has fallen under, and in the wake of the reports that Gauteng will soon regain its status as the epicenter of the pandemic, in the light of all of these numbers increasing, when are we likely to see the infection subside?
1: Based on the modeling that has been done by particularly um, you know the ministerial advisory committee. Um, you know, I think the conversation that was held at a national level with Professor Karim there as well, in terms of the projections for the the um, the number of COVID cases in the country as a whole, we're expecting to see a peak period. Um, you know, end of August into September, but of course. Um, You know, as people have been saying that COVID-19 is a fairly new virus and we're learning a lot of the things as things develop. So also in terms of our response plan as a province, working with those projections that have been provided by MAC, um, and we're hoping that, you know, they remain the way they are to enable us to give a maximum response as a province.
0: So, Kwara, you yourself have had to self-isolate at home after testing positive for COVID-19. What were some of your symptoms and how did you navigate the self-isolation process?
1: Luckily for me, um, I was asymptomatic, so which means I had no symptoms when I tested covid positive um, in the first week of June. Uh, but I think the most important thing and the most scary thing perhaps is that you actually don't know um, because the body re- reacts quite differently, so I would fairly argue that I didn't have any symptoms, um, except just a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear as well um, but I think I was just encouraged by the you know, the recovery rate uh, where coronavirus is concerned, especially among people my age as well um, but also just in terms of how to manage symptoms should they come about and I think that People that are currently confirmed COVID positive, they're those that have, you know, severe symptoms, particularly as it relates to, um, you know, shortness of breath and difficulty breathing. Um, One important thing that we have been stressing as a provincial government is that, we are urging people not to respond to you know, those severe symptoms quite late. So if you're experiencing shortness of breath and difficulty in breathing in particular, we are asking those people to immediately you know, um, report to hospitals, You know, call the emergency medical services hotline and request an ambulance um, because we don't want a situation where somebody you know, responds too late to some of those symptoms. So I was quite lucky. I was asymptomatic and I was able to isolate it in the comfort of my own home as well. So that was quite a blessing in that regard.
0: Now in the wake of everything that we've just talked about, for the people, residents of Gauteng listening to this right now, what is the message to them?
1: Um, so I think from the, from the Gauteng Department of Health side, one of the most important things that we've been observing, and we have just also reiterated this time and time and again, is the concern we've raised around cluster outbreaks, in particular at gatherings. So, We've had registered a lot of cluster outbreaks, in particular, at funeral gatherings. And part of it is simply because people don't adhere to the regulations. Um, you know, you have a high number of people that are attending funerals that don't respect the regulated, um, you know, the regulations insofar as the, the, the sanctioned number of people that should be at funerals. But also, we're appealing to people to please take extra caution when organizing and attending these sanctioned um, activities. As we move towards the peak, once again, we really are cautioning the people of Hauden. Those that don't need to be in the streets, please don't be on the streets. If you can work from home, please continue to work from home. Um, you know, Exercise the golden rules and practice the golden rules of hand hygiene, good cough etiquette as well. And remember to always wear your mask when you're in public so you can protect yourself, but also protect um, you know, others from you as well. This becomes quite important as well as we move towards the peak period. The reality of the matter is that we do have great recovery rate globally and in South Africa as well. But coronavirus is a ring. Um, people are hard hit and we are losing people from this virus, um, and we really want to make sure that we give the health system, but also health workers that are working tirelessly every single day to be at the front line and helping each and every person that walks through those doors, let's also give them you know, our support by making sure that we respect the regulations and adhere to those rules.
0: MEC spokesperson for the Gauteng Department of Health, Kwarakek Ana, joining us here on the COVID report to talk to us about the situation in the province of Gauteng as South Africa sees a spike in the coronavirus infections, which I think leads us very nicely to this next bit. Ngosi Nisi has taken the time to share his story with us as a 19-year-old recovering patient of COVID-19. This is what Ngosi Nisi had to say.
2: My name is Ngosim Nisi. I am a 19-year-old uh, first-year student at the University of the Witwatersrand. My journey with COVID-19 started on Monday, the 22nd of June, where I started experiencing, you know, mild symptoms of the virus. I was not too concerned until late that night, I developed a very terrible headache that's when I started getting very concerned about my health and well-being and decided that if I do not get better by, you know, the next day that I um, would then have to take it up and seek urgent medical attention. Tuesday, the 23rd, I woke up and I was feeling extremely weak. The symptoms were had intensified and... I was now in a very, very, very bad uh, state and condition. I then decided to seek medical uh, attention, you know, urgently and proceeded to to go see my doctor. Um, Upon arrival, I was, you know, examined and it was found that my temperature was high. The diagnosis given was uh, possible tonsillitis. However, because my temperature was so high, um i needed to test for covid-19 i then proceeded to test uh, at a private laboratory and the results were said to come back between 24 and 48 hours now i need i do need to mention that you know during the weekend i had been in contact with a couple of people um you know around you know you know um the area where i live and beyond that so um you know possible exposure was there and you know the fear of exposure was there indeed and i took you know the necessary precautions the sanitizing wearing my mask you know washing my hands the social distance but i guess you know the inevitable happened um currently i am in Joburg south and alberton where i live with my family uh, consisting of my mother, my grandmother, who's over sixty, and my two younger uh, siblings. Um, so I have gone into quarantine. Um, I'm also on antibiotics, and also you know your vitamin supplements, and cough um, mixture or syrup, um, and also um, my family has made me the ginger, lemon, and honey concoction. Um, that um, I have been uh, taking I feel a whole lot better um, you know my symptoms are manageable now I, I'm still slightly congested uh, congested um, you know with a slight cough um, and the fever is still there you know I have moments where I get heat flashes and you know, I, I almost feel very hot. You know, whilst the, the the weather is very cold, so that's a sign of a fever. But it is manageable. Um, I have to stay in isolation for fourteen days. So do my immediate contacts. Uh, my family, however, hasn't presented any symptoms as of yet. Um, if they do, my doctor said they must urgently all um, get tested. But I am keeping a distance from them. I'm avoiding contact with them. Um and I have to sanitize all the appliances, things that I touch and whatnot. So that is the journey thus far. Um my symptoms are manageable. I'm receiving incredible support from um family, friends, and colleagues. And we'll continue to record um, my journey as the days progress and as I head towards the end of the 14 days where I'll then also retest to see if um, you know I have beat this I do believe I'll beat this I'm strong um, and I've seen other people beat it and I take courage in that this um, virus is one that is beatable so that is my journey thus far and I'm hoping to educate people through my journey and, you know, raise awareness about this virus. And I'm also, you know, praying for the best in, you know, the vaccine trials that South Africa is also uh, currently undertaking uh, so that, you know, we do get a vaccine to this and people do build immunity to this virus because I must say it, it's it's not a pleasant, um, you know, thing to have, you know, once it's there, it makes you really feel very sick and um, even your emotional Uh, well-being you know is one that becomes very unstable but as i said because of the amount of support that i'm receiving from my family it's helping a lot you know and all the support i'm receiving and the messages of encouragement are helping a lot so day one uh, almost complete tomorrow is day two Um, i will be back uh, with an update but to all of you keep safe keep the social distancing Wash your hands, wear your masks, and sanitize. We will beat this.
0: We've just heard from Ngo Simnisi very bravely sharing his story with us about his journey of recovery from COVID-19. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By, by to hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1, 88.1. or streams Stream. by www.vafm.co.za.